0: Did you notice that none of you needed to wait? Isn't that nice? We always have something to do. Um, So, good morning. We finished the last cycle of the guided meditation, so from now on, I'll invite you all to fly solo. The sessions themselves will be silent, but when when it seems appropriate, I'll give a little preamble, and that's what I'll do now. We're quickly approaching the final week of our retreat. So if this were on the airline, the pilot would come on and say, Ladies and gentlemen, we're beginning our final descent. If you have any luggage you'd like to store, now's the time to do it, etc. And so it's not too soon now to envision how you would love to see this retreat come to an end, how you would love to, see, to make the transition from the retreat and venturing out into what people out there call the real world, and then transitioning into wherever you're going from here, and being there. And how you'd love to see that unfold. How you'd love to see the rest of your life unfold, the rest of your existence unfold. So in this regard, it's, I think, crucially important to draw a clear distinction between aspiration and hope and fear. We hear all over the place, multiple traditions, the Hindu tradition, the Buddhist tradition, many others, about the main, and the disadvantages of getting caught up in that whole syndrome of hope and fear, hope and fear. I hope this next meditation, the meditation this next week turns out better than last week. I hope so. Gee, I've been trying so hard. You know, hope and fear, hope and fear. Just, you know, just a circle. It's like a rat, rat in a treadmill. So not helpful. But hope and fear tends to be just about invariably about hoping and fearing what will happen to us. It tends to be hedonic. It's lock, stock, chain to the hedonic. And aspiration, we're so commonly encouraged, development of meaningful aspiration, motivation, 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 early Buddhism, right intention, authentic intention. It didn't say anything about hope or fear. It said one of the Eightfold Noble Paths is right intention, authentic intention, right? So intention, motivation, aspiration, these are utterly different than hope and fear. And absolutely embraced uh, in the Buddhist tradition. And so, aspiration, of course, is this aspiration. What shall we bring to life? What shall we bring to every situation? How would we love to make the transition from here over to the Phuket airport, or wherever we're going from here? You know, it is that. It is what we're bringing to it. It's all about eudaimonia, about genuine happiness. And so, in this regard, two verses from the Dhammapada really sprang to mind. They're both. Each one is a really a jewel. And let's see if I can read it without my glasses. And also with dim lighting. Ah, Maybe not. At least lighting would be good. I was counting on the lighting being there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, the very, very ever-so-famous first verse of the Dhammapada. This is from Max Miller's translation. (laughs) (laughs) Reading glasses? Anybody have reading glasses? Just ordinary reading glasses? Thank you. Thank you, Ben. I have really, I have really ordinary 61 year old eyes. And let's see. Yeah, that does it. Thank you. (laughs) Ordinary old geezer's eyes. Okay, Dhammapada. All that we are is the result of what we have thought. It is founded on our thoughts. It is made up of our thoughts. Very familiar. And so deep, I'm going to read it again. All that we are is the result of what we have thought. It is founded on our thoughts. It is made up of our thoughts. So thus begins the Dhammapada, and then in the in the chapter, the, the verses collected under the the wise person or the wise, the Buddha makes it, makes these th- three analogies. Just as irrigators direct water, fletchers. Form the arrow, and carpenters craft the wood. So do the wise shape their own minds. So again, three analogies. Easy, easy to remember. Just as irrigators direct the water where they will, fletchers shape or form or craft the arrow, and carpenters craft the wood. So do the wise shape, craft, refine their own minds. Just maybe. Thank you, Bernard. So this is what the practice of loving kindness is about, is in this first phase where we really envision how we'd love to see our own lives unfold. And it strikes me as having quite a strong parallel with another analogy, this time from a Harvard philosopher, and to my mind, a very, very good one. He's retired now. But uh, Hilary Putnam, very distinguished, quite renowned within the philosophical community, highly respected, And there was a phase of his philosophizing in the 1980s that I deeply admire and respect called Internal Pragmatism or Pragmatic... Internal Pragmatism? No, no, Internal Realism or Pragmatic Realism where he rejects the view of metaphysical realism that the universe is absolutely out there already a fait accompli, a done deal and we're just mapping it, describing it something inherently existent and he rejects Kind of an instrumentalism or a cultural relativism that we're basically just making it up, you know, just like free for all. Oh, that's your reality. Oh, this is my reality. You know, so hippie bill, You know, he's rejecting these two, and then he's coming to something in between, and it's qu- quite remarkably similar to the co- the quantum cosmology of John Wheeler, Stephen Hawking, and so forth. Drawing in very strongly, but now this time from a philosophical perspective, rather than the perspective of cosmology and quantum mechanics, from the philosophical perspective, drawing on Kant, William James, and, and uh, Wittgenstein. He gives this analogy, and then we'll just jump into the meditation. And that is, he says, we, each of us here, we are like, we are like characters in a novel. Each of us, like character, character, a character in the novel. And we're writing the novel. So as you write the novel, as you envision the novel of the rest of your life, you, you know as a novelist, if you've, ever, if you've ever done any creative writing, you can have a large vision when you start the book. but You can change it any time. Say, oh no, I want, the, I want the ending to turn out this way. Oh, the next chapter, I'm going to make it this way. Ah, ah, ah. So this meditation we're about to do, write your novel today, know that this afternoon you can write another another novel or tomorrow another novel. You can keep keep on directing it like the irrigator directs the water. You can change your mind at any time. Like the fletcher shapes the arrow. Like the carpenter shapes the wood. So can you shape your mind and shape your life. So take the reins in your own hands. Shape your mind. You shape your life. Enjoy the practice. It will be silent. all appearances and let your awareness rest in its own nature. so